0: hello all welcome to the literacy spire steven universe fan podcast this is episode 169 and today we'll be talking about rebecca sugar's second adventure time episode power animal i'm gc13 and i'm david
1: this was an episode surprisingly full of talent (laughs) um like much of the early adventure time episodes like of course rebecca was on as a storyboarder but also just on the writing team like you had the eventual creator of Over the Garden Wall Patrick McHale on you had the current showrunner Adam Muto on it's like crazy <laughs> when i look back at the the list of people writing these like season 2 episodes and it's like man all these people went to do really cool things
0: yeah, adventure time i think is going to become the kevin bacon of cartoon network like in a decade's time, we're going to be calculating a TV show's Adventure Time score.
1: For real, it's insane how much how much is branched off from this, and it's just funny to see the kind of things they were making on Adventure Time. I love how uh, just one thing I kept obsessing over with this episode. It's it's been a while since I touched season two like this. Obviously, we looked at it comes to the nightosphere already, but but specifically this episode made me sort of realize. Uh, how how weirdly contrasting it is that these stories are so silly and like this whole plot of like Finn being off tortured by gnomes and Jake being absolutely (laughs) (laughs) oblivious to getting anything done uh, which is great Uh, it's funny how like still detailed the the background art is and like all the art it's weird how like I'm watching the show now in like season well Cartoon Network calls it season 10 but whatever season 9. And like it's the same art and the same characters and same voice actors, but like such wildly different stories, and yet it's funny how they've been able to use so much of this canon that they build up, like seeing Party God here for the first time, yeah, it's just like hilarious how I see this, and I'm like, I know none of the people writing this episode were thinking about how they would use any of this in the future like who knows who even came up with party the party god among all the people on this episode
0: oh i can't remember who it was but he was on the he was on the commentary track saying party god was like the only thing from that scene that stayed the same and he was kind of being a little bit upset that people like oh he made a courage wolf reference no no i didn't you have to understand meme slow out not in My favorite line from the commentary track.
1: Man, I need to go back and see those. Also, it's going to be really exciting when Steven Universe comes out with those, with that DVD coming out soon, even though it is just a DVD. But yeah, I and things, it's just funny, like, oh yeah, this is the first time we see the Cloud Kingdom, I think. And just like that continued to be relevant in the future of the show. But so just going back to the beginning, I guess some highlight moments like Jake with his ice cream (laughs) and that toaster at the party, like is is a great one two punch of seeing him first doing that and being distracted that was funny enough, but then just Finn telling him all right, like good night, and then Jake's off in yeah. the corner for no reason, putting ice cream into his toaster It's good. I'm a simple man
0: <laughs> now I liked the the music from the rooftop party. that's mm. one of those things where I didn't notice it until kind of. All the other audio faded away, and so all I'm left with was the music. But then when I went back and watched it again, it's like you can hear, and it sounds great through the entire scene, and I just love the name of that track. Apparently, it's called Chip Dip Triple Flips or Hits? Yeah,
1: (laughs) I think that's great. You know, despite my obsession with Ivy and Sirachu in in Steven Universe, I never really found out who produced all the music for Adventure Time. Uh, There's so many just crazy tracks that get made like that, Uh, just... Such good stuff. I've always just personally been obsessed with the short clips that play for every title card. But uh, yeah, it's really good. Whoever was making the names, it's funny. I need to go back and find out who has been making the music or if it's been multiple people on that.
0: This episode will always, for me, uh, since I've played a lot of League of Legends, be most memorable for Jake's dance with the dancing bug because they took that dance and they gave it to jinx one of the characters from league of legends really and I mean, it's a it's a very memorable scene in its own right i mean you always see people asking hey hey can i get that song from somewhere and i just it's great
1: yeah no that it the speed at which that dialogue happens to between jake and then that bug just being like but all i know is <laughs> how to how to dance and jake's just like oh i'll show you how to, it's done and, and just the all the bugs immediately know, appearing Right, and then the next thing you know, he's just chugging. After we go back to Finn being tortured, we're just back and he's just chugging drinks. It's like all finished. It, <laughs> like, forget the dancing. He's just completely, it's hilarious the places Jake goes. And again, when he passes by the mermaids, too. Like, you can't yeah. exactly predict that the thing he's about to do is really seriously take telling them a joke and then he passes out from laughing. Yes.
0: He is completely off the hook party dog.
1: Yeah, that, that was some, that laughter was really great uh, <laughs> yes. by his voice actor. Yeah,
0: uh, that was, I, I do, I do love that. You laughed so hard at your own joke that you passed out. <laughs> uh, I, we have, we haven't really been talking much about Finn getting tortured. So let's, let's talk about Finn getting tortured a little bit. Right. So, first of all, is there some cultural myth that I
1: missed out on where gnomes dress in a trench coat? Because Gravity Falls did the same thing, and I don't know if they just... I think it's just the kids in a trench coat thing, except instead of kids, it's short people. Right. So, I did like the reveal. It's like, it went from being this hilarious, just large gnome, to like, it's still funny that it's multiple little gnomes. And their plan is ridiculous, but also it is sound engineering. I, so. <laughs> I
0: think I, I very much questioned the soundness of that engineering because all I saw were pistons hitting the uh, surface. Right. I'm not exactly sure how it was that that was gonna flip the whole world, but um you know. Yeah, I mean a for effort, I guess. I mean they'd searched far and wide and found some dude who literally lived in the apartment upstairs. <laughs> Right, they're literally just below him. I, I liked Finn's pole dancing. I definitely didn't know yes, that. Yes, <laughs> the, the, the what was it, sexy fun time dancing? Yeah. <laughs> I like how he breaks his hands uh, out of the bonds because even though his the ropes are being thrown into the rope, somehow it magically phases through so that he can pull it. Pull his hands towards himself to break the rope.
1: Yeah, I, I, just, I did really enjoy that sequence of just, like, him... Breaking free, and then Jake comes, and you're like, "Why why do I feel like this isn't real?" And then, like, just Finn's ridiculously muscular body, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Oh yeah, yeah. This 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 is this is
0: completely fake. It's like that episode of Kids Next Door, Operation White House, except at that point he had. By the time he hulked out, he hulked out because he had realized it was a it was a dream. Mm -hmm. Whereas Finn never really notices because, I, I guess the gnomes were using higher grade dream technology on him
1: right they have all that incredible technology but uh not really great ambitions
0: no they they're very ambitious i I think they're like the zigerians from rick and morty the they are the beneath most ambitious least successful uh mad scientists i guess yeah
1: do we ever even see these guys again i mean they just fade into obscurity pretty quickly well, I'm sure someone on the wikia has already. <laughs> let's see here. Major characters: that. gnome
0: ruler. <laughs> Go to the profile of gnome ruler and then see episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: see any references to him being in any other episodes. Hmm.
1: I feel like these gnomes could make a great, you know, season series finale comeback. You know?
0: I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Actually,
1: that's all we need to defeat the Lich. Just finish that world upside down plan. Maybe you know. And then the, the the world
0: will crush him because he'll be on the bottom instead of the yes! top now.
1: Yes, that's it. That's it. That's all it takes. Hmm. Hmm. So let's see. I, I will say just that when we were up in the Cloud Kingdom with that party, there's just one cloud boy in the back wearing a shirt that just says party on it. And I <laughs> love all those little touches that they put <laughs> in there. Uh, it's just those great, background jokes that i have no reason to laugh at but but it's so funny that someone thought to do that
0: are you going to pass out from laughing at the joke though hmm hopefully not (laughs) i like how jake is at the at the party he like wakes up starts partying and then asks how he got there
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like priorities man he's got his priorities straight and then the way he gets to thinking about finn all the time first before he even makes it up there he (laughs) he says you know that he's a finished doing when he's doing the drinking with the bugs and he's like finished and then the same up in the cloud kingdom it's like after all that he's like oh my friend finn you know also it's just weird how he refers to him that way instead of like brother they definitely had that more like broish relationship early on
0: and you know I, i mentioned the commentary track i do remember another pertinent thing from the commentary for this one is that the the gnome just slurping the bean dip like that like that was based (laughs) on an actual awkward party
1: (laughs) yeah that one guy slurping the bean
0: dip you know i believe that was miss sugar's edition actually Ooh, okay i I believe she said that uh she's the one who put that in well that's a good thing to
1: mention because i was gonna ask so in what since we're talking about these episodes in the in the perspective of the fact that rebecca sugar worked on them so this episode is definitely a lot harder than the last one we covered to find uh her influence. Did, did you like while watching this feel any of her hand in the in the drawings or anything like that?
0: Obviously she was the storyboard one I mean of two she on this one. she made Finn cry. In fact, up oh, I'm getting more flashbacks to the to the commentary track. I, I think this was as sad as he was allowed to get. I I think they had to work to make him this sad like he's not supposed to you mm. know.
1: Because this early on, he's an energetic, happy kid, and usually he gets frustrated and angry before he actually gets sad.
0: So I mean, yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so tears. <laughs> She's always about crying. She she lobbied
0: real hard for the tears. That's interesting. I'm I'm gonna have to check the commentary track again to make sure I'm not making that up.
1: But no, that does seem like the kind of early restriction they would have, though. It's reminiscent of when. Uh, Sort of those like initial sketches that Pendleton had of the characters with their short descriptions. You had one of Finn and of Jake and of the Lich, like those sort of boundaries that they had written out early on. It makes sense. (laughs) So that's interesting. Rebecca would definitely
0: be the one to be pushing against that. You know, with with Steven Universe, we joke who wants to watch a show about people crying. (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying that there's a there's a lot of Samantha Pepper in Rebecca Sugar, you know. Samantha Pepper, as we all know, the creator of the Crying Breakfasts.
1: Yes, yeah. Also, I, I appreciate you know, uh, Adventure Time has that ability to be a lot more loose and just be ridiculous in its storytelling. I, I'd like to imagine that you know most of the ridiculous we, story we see here is is shared between her and and the other writers. So it's just like fun to think about her writing this completely nonsense story <laughs> of just like Jake. Just doing whatever, telling jokes, partying, Finn being tortured by gnomes—like <laughs> uh, it's just a funny place for Rebecca. Another to day be, at like, the office, you know. I I love to you know see that freedom, you know, still in in Steven Universe too. But it has its own goals. Obviously, at this point in Adventure Time, there's no no goals. People probably in the background thinking about how they could start uh, taking the show in directions. Rebecca obviously was, but yeah.
0: So what What else? Especially tying into Steven Universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, most of my notes, oh, man, so many lines just catch
1: me. is hilarious. This definitely, This episode has one of the best ending lines, I think, of any episode. Jake just says, let's go eat cinnamon bun. Just <laughs> completely casually. You know, I'm sure, you know, see, that ties into Steven Universe because uh, Steven loves eating uh, pastries as well. Yes, um, yes. So you can yeah. see the connection. It's so clear. This is probably the episode that inspired uh the Steven Universe to have the big donut right by Steven's house. It's it's just that clear.
0: Yeah, yeah but but a bit less facetiously, you have to remember this is this is only her second episode of Adventure Time, so like she's kind of not spreading her wings yet. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, she did have a pretty great debut, though. I'd have to say. Oh yeah. It's okay that she, you know, that Power Animals the next one up. Like, even on the
0: commentary track, she's like, uh, I mean, she's always quiet, personal, reserved, but it just, you know, it it takes time before you find your voice, and I'm, well, she had already found her voice uh, straight from episode one, but, you know, being confident to put it in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I have no complaints.
1: This episode is totally fun and hilarious, and I'm glad that Adventure Time had just this. Start to the show. I it would have been a very different show if they had tried to start where they were in season three or something like all this buildup is great. And all these jokes connect you with these characters so much. And uh, you could just tell that the people writing this had such a fun time. And, I mean, just such ridiculous things. That party god is just <laughs> so hilariously specifically drawn versus all the cloud people that are so <laughs> simply and yeah. uninterestingly drawn and cutely drawn. And so many its it, so many of these character designs persist. This is the first time I think we see those mermaids, too. And yeah, the, they, the nips, they continue. Being they're reduced. actually nips, Right. So... I love that. Um and you know as a storyboard artist that's
0: where Rebecca made some of these contributions along with Adam. It's neat. And again, two two showrunners uh showrunners to be, one for Absolutely. Steven Universe, one for Adventure Time as you mentioned. I mean they they were the the power pair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I believe they also both worked on uh Ninosphere as well. So this pairing Yes. Um, I mean they they this they were well. the
0: dynamic duo. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then, of course, Ian Jones Cordy would be the number two on Steven Universe before moving on to OKKO. OK mm. I think she's the kingmaker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> People who work with Rebecca go places. I guess that's what this one shows. It's nothing to do with Pendleton Ward because Ian... Had, well, no, Ian did contribute to Adventure Time, remember? He uh, contributed the Oh My Glob, You Guys drama bomb.
1: Oh, yeah. It's all connected.
0: This might all be Pendleton's doing.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we could talk all sorts of things about Pendleton. Great showrunner gave these people a lot of great opportunity to produce episodes like this. Uh, I mean, Rebecca's talked about and Ian talked about their their inspiration and work from getting to do episodes like Power Animal. Um, Yeah.
0: So any any more thoughts about Power Animal?
1: (laughs) I'm excited to continue to see Rebecca's work grow on the show. We're headed towards some uh, pretty deeper stuff although i think the next one up is still another lighthearted one so but it's all fun it's gonna be
0: chamber of frozen blades will be the next rebecca sugar episode and i love that one hmm. it's not my favorite but i do really like chamber of frozen blades so i'm excited to talk about that one but on steven universe news we got three weeks of talking about never before aired episodes Ooh. of steven Universe. <laughs> so next week we will actually be talking about Dewey Wins and Jim They're pairing them up and airing them on Friday, so that'll be nice. Hype!
1: Yeah, never before seen. Wow! Well, Don't no, listen no, any previous. Never episodes. aired. <laughs> no, yeah. So it'll be cool. We'll uh we'll dig in a little more, give a little more perspective than just our over for you episode
0: for sure. Oh yeah. Well, we'll have a lot more time to talk about them. <sighs> it's gonna be sad watching Dewey Wins again though.
1: <laughs> you know, uh <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Although I am excited for for Nanopwa and the title
0: card is a dirty liar.
1: Yeah, man, I don't know. if it, I still maybe rewatching will help me realize how Dewey wins out of
0: all this because it's not, not what I saw. <sighs> oh well. So, guys, that'll be yeah, that'll be fun next week. Until then, though, I'm GC13
1: and I'm David. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a nice review on iTunes.
0: Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarSeaspire.com. Thank you for listening.